This is Dave Burnett. I want to welcome you to today's God's Family Plan podcast. Today's podcast features my wife, Kathy, and her message is Miracles in Your Mouth. And now, here's Kathy. Holy Spirit has been nudging me to share this testimony. He's gentle, but insistent and persistent. So here goes. It was the summer of 1988. Dave's job required him to fly all over the nation and work for a week at a time in different locations. I was a teacher at the local Christian school, but since it was summer, I was at home. Each Friday before Dave got home for the week, I made sure the house was clean, the laundry was done, and everything was taken care of so Dave and I could enjoy the weekend together. While I was busy scrubbing and vacuuming, I sensed Holy Spirit was calling me to prayer. At first, I just prayed as I continued cleaning. But the quickening in my spirit became progressively stronger. A sense of urgency, as well as a deepening intensity, grew inside me. As I realized that this call to intercession was extremely serious, I went into the bedroom, knelt down by the bed, and put my total focus on prayer. In my spirit, by the inward witness, I became increasingly aware that Holy Spirit was warning me that this was a matter of life and death. As I prayed, I knew that I knew that I knew that I knew that I was interceding for the life of my husband. In my spirit, I knew that the enemy had scheduled a major attack designed to take Dave out. As it says in John 10.10, there is a real enemy and he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The voice translation says it like this, the thief approaches with malicious intent, looking to steal, slaughter, and destroy. In John 10.10, we know that Jesus is the one speaking. And in the last half of that verse, according to the Passion Translation, Jesus said, But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect, life in its fullness, until you overflow. God's word was, is, and always will be clear. For me, once I know God's word is revealed in any situation, that settles the matter. I absolutely knew God's will for Dave in this situation. God's will was that Dave should live and not die, according to Psalm 118, 117. The battle was on. My friends, this is the spiritual warfare described in Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 18. I'll read that passage out of the Passion Translation. Now, my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with strength through your life union with the Lord Jesus. Stand victorious with the force of His explosive power flowing in and through you. Put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight 
against the evil strategies of the accuser. Your hand-to-hand combat is not with human beings, but with the highest principalities and authorities operating in rebellion under the heavenly realms, for they are a powerful class of demon gods and evil spirits that hold this dark world in bondage. Because of this, you must wear all the armor that God provides, so you're protected as you confront the slanderer, for you are destined for all things and will rise victorious. Put on truth as a belt to strengthen you to stand in triumph. Put on holiness as the protective armor that covers your heart. Stand on your feet alert, then you'll always be ready to share the blessings of peace. In every battle, take faith as your wraparound shield, for it is able to extinguish the blazing arrows coming at you from the evil one. Embrace the power of salvation's full deliverance, like a helmet to protect your thoughts from lies, and take the mighty, razor-sharp, spirit, sword of the spoken word of God. Pray passionately in the Spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. Pray the blessings of God upon all His believers. Now, let me take a minute and highlight a couple of these pieces of armor. In verse 16 of Ephesians 6, as translated in the New King James Version, it says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Notice that the shield of faith is able to quench all the weapons the evil one is using to attack a believer. Quench means extinguish or put out. All means all. In other words, faith is the defensive shield that, when activated, fully protects us from every attack of the enemy. Romans 10.17 tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Jude 1.20 says to be building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. In other words, faith can be built up and developed by hearing the word of God and by praying in the spirit. Let's take a closer look at Ephesians 6.17 that says, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Notice that the believer's sword, or offensive weapon, is the Word of God. The message translation says it like this, God's Word is an indispensable weapon. Please know that Father God has provided the armor that is absolutely necessary for defeating the enemy in spiritual warfare. It is vital that we put on and activate this armor every day so we are continually ready for any attack or trap the enemy has prepared for us. Knowing, believing, and praying the Word of God is basic training as well as daily exercise for every believer. Now, let's get back to my testimony. I was on my knees praying passionately in the Spirit, interceding with every form of prayer. I was praying in English. I was praying in the Spirit. 
I was praying with understanding. I was praying in tongues. I was praying the word of God just as Jesus did in Matthew 4, Mark 1, and Luke 4 during the temptation of the devil in the wilderness. Here are a few examples of what I'm talking about. I cried out according to Isaiah 54:17, It is written, No weapon formed against Dave shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against Dave in judgment I condemn right now. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Now, according to Luke ten nineteen, it is written, I have been given authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm my husband. According to James 4, 7, it is written, I submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from me and from my husband. And according to Psalm 91, it is written, Dave dwells in the secret place of the Most High. Dave abides under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver Dave from the snare of the fowler, and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover Dave with his feathers, and under his wings Dave shall take refuge. His truth shall be Dave's shield and buckler. Dave shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at Dave's side, and ten thousand at his right hand, but it shall not come near Dave. Only with Dave's eyes shall he look and see the reward of the wicked. Because Dave and I have made the Lord, who is our refuge, even the Most High, our dwelling place, no evil shall befall Dave, nor any plague come near Dave's dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over Dave to keep Dave in all his ways. In their hands they shall bear Dave up, lest he dash his foot against a stone. Dave shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent. Dave shall trample underfoot. Because Dave has set his love upon me, meaning his love upon the Father God and the Lord Jesus, therefore I... God speaking now, will deliver Dave. I will set Dave on high because he's known my name. Dave shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy Dave and show him my salvation. Notice, when I activated the scriptures, they were personalized to include Dave's name since I was interceding for him. Most of these verses served as catalysts that led to deeper and more targeted prayers. Some verses I prayed from memory. Some passages I read directly from the Bible. There are just a few examples that I mentioned here, but many more were actually prayed that day. As I prayed, I cried and wept and shouted and whispered.
This went on for hours. I do not know how long. I I just know that suddenly it was over. The time of intercession, my prayer assignment for that afternoon, was finished. And I knew we, Father God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and Holy Spirit, had won. Dave was safe. The plot was thwarted. And the victory had been secured. By then, it was late afternoon. I knew Dave would be home soon. I got up off the floor, washed my face, put on makeup, and changed clothes so I'd be ready when he arrived. I decided not to tell Dave about this prayer battle. I knew the matter was settled, and I didn't want to alarm him. And I also wanted to fully enjoy the time we had together. As we often did on Friday night, we decided to drive to Topeka for dinner that evening. There was lots of traffic on the four-lane highway that led to Topeka that night. We were enjoying our conversation when Dave suddenly yelled, Look! I couldn't see anything ahead of us, but heard what sounded like a jet engine. I realized that Dave was looking in the rearview mirror. When I turned around, I saw a wall of fire that was later described as being between two and three hundred feet high. Because the gas lines buried under the road exploded, both lanes of the road we'd just driven over had become a blazing wall of fire. The explosion took out both the northbound lanes of the highway we were traveling on, as well as the median and one southbound lane. All we could see on the road behind us, the road we'd just driven on, was fire. Later that evening, when we returned to the scene, the highway patrolman on duty told us that no vehicles were destroyed in the fire, and more importantly, there was no loss of life and no one was injured. His exact words were, This was a miracle. I realized that this is exactly what I had been praying about all afternoon. Because Dave traveled by plane for work each week, I had assumed I was interceding to prevent a plane crash. I didn't ask God the details. My focus was completely on keeping my husband safe and praying for his protection, as well as protecting those that were traveling with him. I never once considered the possibility that my life might also be in danger. I never once considered that the enemy's plot might be on a busy highway. While in prayer, I just didn't ask about those details. It seemed like the information was on a need-to-know basis, and I really didn't need to know that information. All I needed to know was that this was a battle for the life and safety of my husband, as well as those that were with him. Later, we learned that among the other people on the highway behind us that night was the director of children's ministries from our church. Her entire family was with her. She described what it was like to suddenly see a wall of fire where the road had been. She said there were about five cars on the road ahead of them and said she was totally amazed that all of them were able to stop without one accident. No one crashed and no one was rear-ended. I began to understand that my intercession was not only for Dave, but also for me and for everyone on the highway. I realized that angels had been dispatched and assigned to that place at that time 
in order to provide divine protection and serve as the supernatural highway patrol protecting everyone in the vicinity. I realized that we had witnessed and participated in Isaiah 35, 8 that says, A highway shall be there and a road, and it shall be called the highway of holiness. I don't know if other intercessors were assigned to that particular battle, but I believe in heaven I will know. I believe that we will someday know many other intercessors from all around the world that were partners with us in all kinds of intercessory battles. I am continually humbled and amazed that the God of the universe has chosen to partner with us, his ecclesia, his body, as we pray his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Almost every time Dave and I get in a vehicle to travel, we begin praying for the highway to become a highway of holiness with angels dispatched to provide divine protection. Whenever we see or hear emergency vehicles, we immediately began interceding for all those involved, the first responders, the victims, and the witnesses. Let me close by saying that this podcast was not my idea. Holy Spirit, the hound of heaven, would not release me from this assignment. That leads me to believe that there's someone maybe everyone that's listening needed to hear these words. Holy Spirit has directed you to listen to this podcast because he has something special to impart to you. Perhaps he wants to teach you more about spiritual warfare. Maybe he wants to partner with you in intercession at a higher level. According to Romans 8.26, Holy Spirit is our intercessory partner. Here's verse 26 as it's written in the Passion Translation. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't even know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. I know that Holy Spirit wants to remind you that you are loved. He's saying to you now, as it's written in Jeremiah 31, 3, The Lord has appeared to me of old, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. And I know that Holy Spirit wants you to know that there is an amazing, wonderful, and good plan for your life, as it's written in Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And Romans 8.34 tells us that even now, the Lord Jesus is interceding for you and me. He's been interceding ever since he was seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. As it's written, 
Christ Jesus who died, more than that who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Be encouraged. Father God, through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit, knows you by name. He knows and cares about the details of your life. He wants to partner with you and release signs and wonders and miracles in your life and your sphere of influence. Beloved, thank you for listening to today's podcast. We bless you and your family and believe all God's very best for you as you fully enter into your future and fulfill your God-given destiny. Thank you for listening to today's God's Family Plan podcast. Would you like to leave us a message? Would you like to leave a prayer request? You can do that on Facebook. Go to our God's Family Plan Facebook page and communicate with us there. You can also order our book, God's Family Plan, Establishing Generational Blessing, on Amazon.com or in the Glory of Zion bookstore. Until next time, may God's favor and richest blessing be upon you and your household. Amen.